0: Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Happy Sunday, everybody. Oh, it's such a wonderful day. It's The snow that came is gone, and, and since it's gone, it has to be replenished. It sounds like we might get some more snow this week, you know. You never know how spring weather turns around in our lives, and we just think, you know, hey, things are turning around, we're finally getting rid of winter, and then... Winter shows up again, you know, and it's kind of like our lives, you know. Things go well in our lives, and then sometimes there's a storm that brews in our lives, and, and it challenges us. And so it's just like, what do we do? And, and well, the thing is, we got to go to God. we got to praise Him. We've we got to pray to Him and ask Him to help us in our times of trouble, in our times of tribulation, in our times of challenges. You know, we're all faced with challenges every day. But, you know... There are so many things. You know, I don't, we probably have like a grocery list that we have. We know each week we make out a grocery list, what we need, and we go to the store. And I know uh, my mom would always make out the grocery list, and she always sent me to the store to get the groceries. Why? Because it was cheaper. I only bought what was on the list. You know, when my mom would go in the store and, and uh, go shopping, oh, let's get this, and let's get this, and let's get this. And she finally found out that if she gave me the list, it saved us money. We just got what we needed. You know, and of course, you know, we have people out there that have their bucket lists. You know, well, hey, I got to go here and I got to cross that off my bucket list. And I can cross this off my bucket list. And, you know, there's so many lists out there in this world. You know, there's Santa's list, Schindler's list. Hey, of course, one of the popular ones on the social media is a Craigslist. You know, how many lists are out there? There's so many of them. But you know, it all comes down to one list that is more important than any other. all the other lists put together. And the Bible specifically states, in Luke 10, 20, Jesus said to a group of his disciples, Rejoice that your names are written in heaven. And then specifically in the book of Revelation, chapter 3, verse 5, it says, They who overcome will thus be clothed in white garments, and I will not erase their name from the book of life and I will confess their name before my father and before his angels now I don't know if you really notice what it actually says there you know we think that everybody's name is on the list and it really is everybody everybody that's ever been born everybody that's been conceived is on that list that God has but what happens over time, as it says throughout scriptures, make sure that I don't erase your name from that list. Make sure I don't blot out your name from that list. I find that interesting that everybody in the world, present, past, future, name is written in the book of life. But for some people, their name gets erased, blotted out. Because they fail to see God and recognize his His compassion, his love, and how we're supposed to act as well. To have your name written in the book of life means that we have repented from our sins. That we have accepted Jesus Christ as our personal Savior and Lord before our physical death. We must be born again. What does that mean? That means we allow the Holy Spirit to come inside of us and guide us throughout our lives. We do all these things in God's name and God's glory. We give him all the glory and all the honor. And the thing about it is that God knows what's in our hearts. We can't go out and pretend to be a Christian, and yet our heart is dark. God cannot be mocked. God knows what's in our heart. There are people who will act one way, around certain people, and then they will act another way around different people. God can see that. He knows what's really true in our hearts. Now, the book of life appears eight times in the New King James Version of the Bible. And seven of those times were actually in the book of Revelation. But throughout Scripture, it is basically alluded to many other times. And God remembers his people and their obedience and sacrifices for his way of life, God's way of life. Not our way, not the way of the world, but his way. The book of life records who will receive God's gift of eternal life. Think about that. That's the ultimate goal in life, is for eternal life. That means our name will be in the book of life and not be erased. Revelation 21, 27 says, Nothing in peer will enter it, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. That's the list that we want to be on. That's the book we want to be written in. All these other lists, the grocery list, the Craigslist, whatever list you want to create, the bucket list, means absolutely nothing. Only by what we're doing here on this planet. In the spiritual realm of things, mm, the only book is God's book. Revelation 3 5 says, The one who is victorious will, like them, be dressed in white. I will never blot out the name of that person from the book of life, but will acknowledge that name before my Father and his angels. Jesus is going to be our advocate. And he will go to the Father and say, this person's name will not be blotted out of the book. That's fantastic. Jesus came to be our advocate. He came to be one of us, to make sure that our names are not blotted out of the book. Malachi 3.16 says, Then those who feared the Lord talked with each other, and the Lord listened and heard. A scroll of remembrance was written in His presence concerning those who feared the Lord and honored His name. The sad thing about it though is that there are so many people in this world who practice sin, who do the things of this world, who want the desires of the flesh. The flesh cannot inherit the kingdom of God only through God's grace. And our spiritual being will be allowed up into heaven because the flesh is sinful and deceitful. And as we read earlier, that will not be allowed in heaven. Those whose names are written in the book of life are those who receive salvation, giving everyone full chance. You no, know, everybody, everybody. I don't care who you are, who you were, well, you had your chance. Those yet to come will have an opportunity. To come to God and worship and praise Him. They're given that chance. And yet, all they want to do is, hey, what can we do for fun tonight? What can we do for fun? Well, what are you going to do this weekend? I ought to get ready for my church for church on Sunday and Saturday. <laughs> they probably think, oh, that's not very exciting. Some people think that. I think it's, I like to do that. It's exciting. says it's, you know, it's part of my ritual to get ready for church. And a lot of times I struggle with what kind of a message, you know. And, and so, I, I, so I sort through stuff and, and say, okay, God, what do you want me to talk about this week? And all of a sudden, you know, something pops up Is hey, it must be this. So then I take that theme and then I try to expand upon it. And there's times when I start on something and it's just like, uh, I don't think I'm supposed to go in that direction. I'm supposed to go over here. You know, God is just, he works in mysterious and wonderful ways. Second Peter 3.9 says, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. You see, God is giving everybody an opportunity, a chance. Come to me, he says. Repent of your sins. I will forgive you. And I will not blot out your name out of the book. If only people would listen. We have friends, we have relatives out there that we think, oh, why don't they understand? Why don't they hear the message of God? He's the one who created you. He's the one that breathed life into you. And yet you reject him or don't accept him. 1 Peter two four says, Who wants all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth? God wants everybody. He wants everybody to come to the banquet. The table is set. Come to the banquet. Come and have eternal life. No, this is no human standards list. This list has written on it every name that the blood of Jesus was shed for. This list contains every name that was ever knit together in a mother's womb, plus Adam and Eve. Every human being from the beginning of time has secured their name in the book, of the list. You were not asked to be on that list. God put us all on that list, the book of life. But be forewarned, Someone says, you know, that book you could say is basically your name is written in pencil and can be erased. We want God to write our name, go over our name with a permanent marker. It cannot be erased. We want God to be able to do this. Oh, this person's a shoe, and that's permanent marker his name in there. Cannot be erased. John 14, 15 says, If you love me, keep my commands. Simple. It's a simple task. If you love me, you will keep my commands. It's a fair standard. It's a standard that's exactly the same standard the Father requested of Jesus. Jesus. And he was sent to become one of us and lived in obedience to the Father's commands on earth. Such a request to Jesus and the, from the Father. You know, Jesus laid down his life. As a matter of fact, you know, remember that even Jesus asked the Father, is there any other way besides my death? And the Father said, no. It has to be done this way. And so it was. Jesus laid down his life. He picked up the cross for us. He suffered for us. You see, our life is not ours. It is God's life. God created us. We belong to him. We need to honor him and obey him. You know, there's a thing called the Great Eraser. And I'm going to put the name of the Great Eraser on there as the devil. He's the one that says, ha ha, I'm going to be able to erase some names on this book here. Oh, there's so many things I can make these people do down here. Because they love to be selfish. They love to be able to do things and puff up their eagle. They love to, to do the desires of the planet, of the flesh. Oh, yes, I have ways of getting at these people. And then pretty soon they're going to fall away. And the great eraser is going to sit there. and say, oh, the names are going to be erased. God's going to look at that and say, hmm, nope, nope, nope. It's a challenging life. But we can conquer. Again, whenever there's a problem, whenever we have issues, sometimes we try to solve them ourselves instead of reaching out to God and saying, God, help me through this difficult and challenging time. Last week we talked about minding your own business. And there's times in our lives when sometimes we need to do that. Sometimes we just need to say, "Okay," because what happens if we get involved in somebody else's business, it makes us feel bad and gets us angry and gets us upset. No, we're not supposed to get angry and upset or jealous, whatever the case might be. No. There are times when I say, you know what? It's their way over there. If they want to do it that way, that's fine. I'm going to do it to the way that is pleasing to the Lord. Acts 2.38 says, Repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. When we, when we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, our name will not be blotted out. It will not be erased from the book of life. For Proverbs 9:10 says fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We can be wise to God's standards if only we repent, if only we confess that God is faithful and just. As we say in the confession at the beginning, John 1 1 John 1 9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. You know, I could basically have summarized this whole sermon and say, You know what? If you love God and keep his commands, your name will be blotted in the list, and that's all I'd have to say. I remember one time, I don't remember what it was, but I had heard in, in Groton there the uh, father of the church here, he had like a one sentence sermon. Got up, said one sentence, and sat down. You know, and sometimes those are the most powerful ones that you can imagine. I wish I knew what that sentence was. I wasn't there, but uh, I never did find out, but it had to be a powerful one. You know, and there's sometimes when a team, basketball team, might be down at halftime. I remember one time our team was down by 24 or 16 points at halftime. I wish I knew what the coach told the players at halftime because by the end of the third quarter we were up by two. You know, and that's what we need in our lives. Sometimes we just have to go to God and say, okay, God, I'm down right now. I need to get up and going. What are you going to tell me and get me going? Coach me in this situation. Get me fired up. I want to be right in your eyes. But there's always that warning. Revelation 20.15 says, Anyone whose name was not found written in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. And that's one place we don't want to go because that is the final death. We want to live eternity with God, with our family, with our friends. We want to live in peace. Meanwhile, we got this thing called planet Earth full of sin and everything else around us and we got to get through it. That's why God always says, remember me. Every time you're in trouble, remember me. I'll be your coach, he says. I will get you through this if you simply come to me. There was this one pastor that was talking. He says, over the five years, this has been a bulk of his decision with people. Sometimes he feels like he's banging his head on the wall. He said, it's sad when a church only teaches saved by grace and misses the warning of without repentance, there is the possibility of your name being erased. He says, I think churches that too much grace are misleading people. Grace is not getting the punishment you deserve. It doesn't allow someone to keep living a disobedient life of God's teachings. There are too many warnings in the Bible. Do not keep an open ear to it. Hebrews 10 speaks to the subject, he said. I had a discussion with another pastor at my last church, and he argued Hebrews did not apply to Christians today. And I gave up talking to him." God says, follow my ways or else. Hebrews 10 is applicable today. To say one part of the Bible is not applicable to us today means you're not reading the scriptures. It is true, back in the old days, they had sacrifices. But the problem about sacrifices back then is they did not forgive your sins. Hence, Jesus had to come into the world to be that ultimate sacrifice so that our sins can be forgiven. He did that for us because He loves us. He wants everybody to be saved. You think He wanted to come down here and... Think of the pain he went through. I can't even fathom. Sometimes I think, boy, we live a, a challenge and tough life? I don't think so. We haven't felt the pain that our son of God did, had to bear for us. And why did he do that for us? Because he loved us. And how do we return the favor to him? It's up to each one of us to answer that question. How do we return the love to God that he showed us? Is our name still written in the book? We don't want our name to be blotted out. We don't want our name to be erased. Because there is a great table there waiting for us. I want to read Psalm 69. It's probably one of the longer psalms that I have read here, but, you know, back in the olden days, they read for a long period of time throughout scriptures, and so I'm going to go and read Psalm 69. I think it's a really neat psalm and actually affects many different aspects of our lives. And, of course, there is one area where it does actually talk about uh, not having... Our name, uh, verse 28, is the one that I'll be kind of keying in on that applies to our message for today. Psalm 69. Save me, O God, for the waters have come up to my neck. I sink in the myriad depths where there is no foothold. I have come into the deep waters. The flood engulfs me. I am worn out calling for help. My throat is parched. My eyes fail looking for my God. Those who hate me without reason outnumber the hairs of my head. Many are my enemies without cause. Those who seek to destroy me, I am forced to restore what I did not steal. You, God, know my folly. My guilt is not hidden from you. Lord, the Lord Almighty, may those who hope in you not be disgraced because of me. God of Israel, may those who seek you not be put to shame because of me. For I endure scorn for your sake and shame covers my face. I'm a foreigner to my own family a stranger to my own mother's children. For zeal for your house consumes me, and the insults of those who insult you fall on me. When I weep and fast, I must endure scorn. When I put on sackcloth, people make sport of me. Those who sit at the gate mock me, and I am the song of the drunkards. But I pray to you, Lord, in the time of your favor and your great love, O God, answer me with your sure salvation. Rescue me from the mirror. Do not let me sink. Deliver me from those who hate me, from the deep waters. Do not let the flood waters engulf me, or the depths shallow me up, or the pit close its mouth over me. Answer me, Lord, out of the goodness of your love. In your great mercy, turn to me. Do not hide your face from your servant. Answer me quickly, for I am in trouble. Come near and rescue me. Deliver me because of my foes. You know how I am scorned, disgraced, and shamed? All my enemies are before you. Scorn has broken my heart and has left me helpless. I looked for sympathy, but there was none, for comforters, but I found none. They put gall in my food and gave me vinegar for my thirst. May the table set before them become a snare, may it become a retribution and a trap. May their eyes be darkened so they cannot see and their backs be bent forever. Pour out your wrath on them. Let your fierce anger overtake them. May their place be deserted. Let there be no one to dwell in their tents. For they persecute those who wound and talk about the pain of those you hurt. Charge them with the crime upon crime. Do not let them share in your salvation. May they be blotted out of the book of life and not be listed with the righteous. But as for me, afflicted and in pain, may your salvation, God, protect me. I will praise God's name in song and glorify him with thanksgiving. This will please the Lord more than an ox, more than a bull with its horns and hooves. The poor will see and be glad. You who seek God, may your hearts live. The Lord hears the needy and does not despise the captive people. Let heaven and earth praise him, the seas and all that move in them. For God will save Zion and rebuild the cities of Judah. Then people will settle there and possess it. The children of his servants will inherit it, and those who love his name will dwell there. the book of life. That is the most important book that we need to be associated with. That's the most important list that we need to be on. Make every effort that we can to make sure that God is in the forefront of our lives each and every day. If you're in trouble, if you're troubled by something, if you are saddened, if you are uh, Challenged, the one person that can save you is God. But you've got to ask him. You've got to turn to him. And he is there to listen to you and to be your coach. And may the grace of God which surpasses all understanding keep our hearts and minds in the true Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. All right, at this time we'll go ahead and gather up the offering.